0: Hey everyone, just want to let you know that we are going to be streaming Rhyme of the Frost Maiden" on new D&D arc, live this Sunday, 8pm British time and I believe that's 3pm EDT. It's an absolutely fantastic adventure and I really hope you can check us out. That's twitch.tv forward slash does it roll. hello and welcome back to does it roll does the code we are returning with our second recording i think this is episode three if you're hearing it on the podcast and it has been an incredible scenario so far my name is joe tritt and i'll be your host and keeper tonight and we're going to jump straight back into the action but first i want to give you a bit of a recap this story started back in i believe it was 1925 when Professor John Roy, played by Niall, received a strange letter. A letter from his good friend, Professor Kenneth Connolly, and it, it, well, explaining that there were some problems, and he sent uh, John Roy a code and said, you must keep this and do not share it, and you must burn this letter. A few days later, both Professor John Roy and a number of Professor Kenneth Connolly's friends, colleagues, business partners, and some other peculiar characters received a telegram saying that they all needed to head to his house out in the uh, the distant bush or the distant forest to see his latest adventure. They all headed there, and they all arrived at his incredibly decrepit mansion. There were a number of different people, and the mansion itself was weird. Odd events started to happen. Uh, Richmond Green's butler was shot and then was immediately re- resurrected. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I will set the scene. So, we last left Jack Connolly, Professor Kenneth's brother, and Richard Green heading off into the woods following a peculiar dark figure who seemed to be carrying a body. We last left John Roy, or Professor John Roy. Entering the house, looking for his buddy, Professor Keen, who is nowhere to be found. And we last left Professor Keen, played by Curin, being approached by a woman called Claire, who has been acting very, very suspiciously up till now. And we're going to zoom the camera in on this dark, decrepit mansion, lit only by Professor Keen's single flickering lantern, as the beautiful, enchanting figure of Claire approaches him, now Curran. Before we start, can I just paint a picture of your character? Can I just correct? What is your appearance?
1: My appearance. Um, my character's appearance is uh, eighty. It's very, very handsome. Um, very,
0: <laughs> very handsome. So she approaches you through the darkness and she's she's been walking through the shadows unlit, not carrying any kind of light. And she enters the, the soft glow from your lantern and says, oh, Professor Keen, it's all glad to, to see you here. And she sort of touches your chest.
1: Very inappropriate, Claire. You're, 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 you're going to fluster me. Also, why are you walking around in the dark like sometimes a strange, strange woman that you are?
0: Well, I lost my... The uh, I was looking for William. He said he'd go and get me a lantern, but then he never came back. But it's not It's not why I'm here. And she approaches you a bit closer again and goes,
1: I need to know, why, why do you keep calling me Elizabeth? Well, thing is, I once knew a woman called Elizabeth, and you looked a lot like her in this particular kind of light. I see now in this candlelight that you look nothing like her. You're much, much prettier.
0: Um, I think I'm going to lead you to roll Persuade on that. <laughs> <laughs> or or Charm. That does sound like quite a charming thing yes. to say. Um, Whichever you prefer.
1: I rolled 41 against 60.
0: On, is that on your Charm?
1: Yes, on my Charm.
0: She kind of blushes for a second and gives a very sort of flirtatious giggle and says, because it's, it's funny you should say that, because my name is Claire. And well, I've, I've, I've been keeping a secret from you and the other fine gentleman because I didn't arrive today. I've, and she looks a bit worried for a second, says, I've been here all along with Professor Connolly in the mansion. I helped him develop the device and room over there. And device? I was, yes, the, uh,
1: time machine that we've been creating for the last month for the months together and i That's was preposterous there's no way that uh, you've made you've made a, a time machine a functioning time well, when you say
0: it? that well, I, I was there when he disappeared i was there when he was sucked into the void and I, I need your help you're a professor right professor of physics
1: yes the most talented professor at Miskatonic university yes Thank God, I, maybe you can help,
0: because he's locked the machine. I can't use it to to save him. But do you know where he's gone? No. He a few days ago he activated the machine and
1: was sucked into a black void. But I, so, I, so I wait, tried... wait, 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 wait a moment. You said you were hiding from something initially, and that was that you've been here for a while, right? Well but then why did the whole the whole masquerade of us going to the going to the, the library and saying, oh, he's just coming now in a moment. That you know that he wasn't here and that he wasn't going to show up. Well, he's
0: the last few weeks. He'd been acting strange. We developed it together from ideas that he found in a strange book. Strange but book. He hit the, the Necronomicon. And the physics was real. I know it was real. He said it was real. But then he would take himself up into the attic and he would come down with the next piece of the puzzle. But every time he came down, a tiny piece of him was lost. He was... It'd be meaner. It'd be violent. And I just... When all that's, you people well, started arriving, he... I didn't know
1: who to trust. But you... Uh, I, he, I hope he didn't harm you, Claire. Um, this is...
0: She touches her cheek, and you do see a slight darkened area covered by makeup that could very well be a bruise. Please, I have—he locked the time machine with a, a device with a code. It's—it's it's in the attic now. Yeah. I was hoping maybe he reached out to one of one of his friends or people he trusts with that code, and we could use it to, to maybe save him or at least stop these strange things that happening. I don't the house. know
1: anything about any kind of code Claire, right, but I will tell you that I think John Roy is definitely the man for this job because right, he's brave and I am not, so I'm not going into that attic with just you, yeah At least we, we haven't got
0: time, and she starts like, um, heading up towards the attic
1: That's seriously not going to convince me any quicker, I'm, I'm just going to go this way with the light, and if you want to come with me you can come with me And I start trying to head towards the... the Her uh, whole
0: demeanor changes, and the kind of like damsel in distress um, look disappears, and she reaches down, and you see that she is holding a pistol, and she says, You're coming with me whether you like it or not, sir.
1: So, you might have a gun.
0: Enough talk. Up the stairs.
1: You've got, okay, okay, you've got a gun. And I'm going to do exactly what you say. All right? That's exactly what's going to happen. Okay.
0: So she kind of like slices the pie around you, keeping about eight feet between you and her. And the way that she's holding the gun steady and with precise poise, you get the impression that she is quite willing to, to kill you and is very capable of doing so.
1: This is very scary. Um, so, Claire? Elizabeth. The gun is unnecessary. I understand that you mean business. Okay.
0: Up the stairs, sir. Yes, yes, yes. And the two of you head up towards the attic. Meanwhile, uh, and probably a few minutes later, Professor John Roy, you have just returned from outside the house. You shake the rain off of your clothes and enter the foyer where, well, not to your character's knowledge at least, Professor Keene and Claire or Elizabeth or whatever her name is, have just departed. There is no sign of Professor Keene anywhere. Um, did you say you'd, you'd got a, have you got any kind I got
2: of a, light? A, I got a flashlight for my car, yeah.
0: Okay, so your flashlight cuts through the darkness but where it illuminates it almost makes the darkness around you seem that much darker um, and you find yourself shining the flashlight quickly to try and illuminate the pieces of the room that are the darkest and you become subtly aware become subtly aware of that this house doesn't sound empty. Every creak under your footstep sounds ominous and
2: you can hear in fact give me a perception roll oh boy a perception how am i with that uh there's no perception oh That's i do apologize roll. <laughs> <laughs> can you give me no can you give me a listen roll please oh my listen's awful okay i can do that yeah no problem 41 versus uh 20. <laughs> okay for a moment
0: you thought you heard like a Chittering, a buzzing sound, um, maybe like a cicada, you know, those kind of sort of insects you often hear. Although this this I guess it probably would be the time, right time of year, and you can't hear it right now anyway, so I'm sure it's nothing. Um The foyer seems empty and dark, but you notice that the library door is ajar and there is a bright light coming from in within. One that doesn't really match the the sort of harsh electric bulbs um that were
2: there when you last in the room hmm. well i know that i when i left i had Claire and uh and charles with me so i walked towards the room just muttering God damn it charles i told you get away goddamn foyer <laughs> <sighs> all right and i i moved towards the room and when i get to the door i want to i don't want to just walk in i want to kind of hear in through the cr- crack in the door
0: so when you approach um, and you're very very close to the door um, you're expecting to hear this kind of buzzing sound of the electric lights or maybe the chattering sound of your companions or some of the other people in there that isn't there at all in fact the light seems to be bright sunlight
2: do do I see anything in the room
0: you'd have to push the door open from where you are there's only about a three or four inch crack
2: I'll push it slowly open.
0: The room that is revealed is shocking because the room is brightly lit with sunlight shining through the wide open windows. Previously, they'd been curtained. And the windows beyond look upon a summer scene, probably mid-morning. I need you to roll sanity.
1: It's uh, a nice thing to roll sanity on, though. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's quite a
2: nice thing with rolled sanity on. Yeah, uh, I rolled a sixty-two versus fifty. You were you were
3: jumping too quick, buddy. That was your last roll.
2: What? Oh, sorry. I rolled twenty-nine versus fifty-nine, so I succeed. Succeed? Okay. Like, um, you don't
0: lose any sanity loss. In fact, you find the room calming, particularly because with his back to you is Dr. Kenneth Connolly himself, and he is working on something which may one day become the device that you'd seen there before. There's no gloves, no boots. Um, there's no other bit that's sort of attached to the side where maybe someone else could join. It's just maybe the beginnings of the power pack. And he's humming to himself. In fact, you just hear the kind of waft of classical music.
2: Um, it looks much more like a library than a workshop, in fact. Um, can I close the door and open it again? Like I did with the wolf, yeah. <laughs> and is it still the same scene inside? Yeah. In fact,
0: the the door uh, closing and opening grabs your attention, and Aram is going to play Professor Connolly.
1: Oh,
2: hello there. Good. Th- uh, wait. Why are you ben, here? Why am I here? What's going What's going on here? I. Oh,
4: what? this must mean it worked. Oh, it worked. bully! Excellent, okay, listen. <laughs> tell me everything that's happened every single thing uh, um you
2: you sent me a letter um on March fourteenth uh you invited me and yes. charles and and your brother and um yes, some man called richmond who 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 followed oh. you you invited us to to your manor
4: uh, excellent are well, they all here?
2: They are around. I thought Fantastic. Charles was in here with um some lady called claire who oh ink might be this elizabeth that you warned me about
4: i'm sorry what i warned
2: you elizabeth yes in the letter Mm. that you sent me you gave me a code and you warned me about a lady elizabeth and her her brother
4: well you should bring her here right away
2: i don't know where she is i thought she was here
4: oh my goodness listen very very busy but go find her bring her right back this is such a good day you will see it will all make sense in time (laughs) in time What what are you building I'm building everything, of course. And we can touch everything, see everything, experience everything. Everything you've ever dreamed of. And he kind of walks towards you now, like his hands up, and he's a little manic. Everything you've ever wanted, everything you've ever dreamed of. What would you like to see? Want to see Pompeii die? Let's go watch it. What? Yes, exactly. Hurry, get Elizabeth, bring her right back. She'll be thrilled. I... Go, no go, 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 and kind of like shoves you towards the door. Go, go, hurry up. I've got all the time in the world. Push, slam.
2: I close the door and I'm just... let's go. Here. What the... I look around. Do I see any, like, sources of light? Do I hear anything that could indicate where Charles might have gone?
0: So you... you, The door slammed behind you, um, and running down the stairs... You can hear footsteps, like terrified footsteps, like someone who's running in panic, like they're like missing steps, um, as if they're being chased by the very hounds of hell themselves. All right, I run towards it with a flashlight shouting, Charles, Charles, is that you? It is Jack Connolly. It is Owen running down the stairs, terrified. He looks completely bedraggled. You think there might be blood pouring from a cut on his head, and he kind of sees you. And he just looks terrified.
2: Jack, 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 calm down. What's going on? Where- thank, thank God you're alive.
3: Where, where the hell have you been? We, we've got to get out of here. We got to get out of here right now.
2: What? What do you mean? I was just—you just—we've let- got to get out of here right
3: now. We don't have time for this crap. Come on. What's,
2: but Charles is here somewhere. We gotta—we can't leave him here.
3: Of course he's here. It's his house. Like we've got—we gotta get out of here.
2: This we'll find him Charles on the way. House. This is his house. This house. Sorry. And- yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I panicked. We gotta get out of here. Okay, let will get you out of the house. I will go back in and find Charles. But and, okay.
0: and as you're saying that, Jack Connolly's figure fades as if ice melting in front of you, and he just falls apart, collapsing <laughs> on itself, infinite fractals disappearing one by one by one until there is nothing in front of you apart from a scream saying, get out, and then you draw sanity again.
1: God. that's a good one that's better than the sun. yeah, yeah <laughs> All right, let's see 33 versus 59
2: i
0: succeeded again That's us succeed so you, you you lose another point of sanity okay um
2: okay. <laughs> do you want to change the scene or am i still I,
0: just... I think so i think we'll yeah. we'll fade that scene and we will join jack connolly and richmond green and parker as they make their way through the forest. Now, when you initially started making your way through the forest, you were really struggling. So I think you had this like enormous, ridiculous umbrella, and I think you <laughs> may have got rid of that. Um, but you are it <laughs> is still raining umbrella. and it's very cold. Um, and the the canopy above is protecting you from some of that. Um, but even though the house was dark. For all of you who are used to the, the sort of city lights and living in, I guess what would be sort of seen as suburbia, being out here, you hadn't realised how dark a forest could possibly be, and you become very, very aware of all your other senses—the sounds around you, the the sort of leaf mould beneath your feet, which smells off. It smells more rotten, more fungal than it should um and you're finding it quite hard to keep up with the figure in front of you who is marching through the forest without any light without anything to guide them but they are stepping over every branch they are nimbly making their round way around every puddle every hole that would possibly break a weary foot without any light helping them whereas the three of you even with your lights struggling to make headway um but you are keeping the figure holding what seems to be a heavy bag over its shoulder you're keeping it in sight just so i'm going to need you to give me a spot hidden roll um i think we'll leave parker for now no i think i'll roll for parker uh yeah okay
5: um right so For a 45. Oh no, it's a fail from me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stop.
5: I need a 40 in mine.
3: And I got a 92. Oh, yay. <laughs>
0: Come on, Parker. No, nope, oh. 77. So <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you kind of, um there's a bit of a low point where maybe a stream um cuts the path in half and you all have to take a minute to maybe either walk through the stream or jump over the stream or figure a way around it. And by the time you've made your way across, it's not too challenging, but it's enough in the torchlight that you pause. You look up and the figure is gone. Uh, where the
3: hell's he gone? Uh, Parker, like... We are
0: keeping an eye on him. He's one job. I, I'm so sorry. Sir, I, I believe he's 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 just round that bend. I, I had him in sight a minute ago, and then I put my darn foot in this puddle.
5: Don't worry about it, Parker. Got this. This blackguard appears to know this ground very well. Have you any idea who this might be?
3: Uh, from his like, like the way he carries himself in his gaze, would I have any idea who it might be, Joe, or any? Um. So
0: that's failed. a really that's a fantastic question um i'd probably say give me a um an intelligence role like a no role um but if you would if you've got okay. another role that you prefer you can go for that as well if you can think of another way of doing it a spot hidden would be good enough or a tracking role if you have that
3: no we'll go with um unless i can fast talk my way into figuring out who we think we'll go with intelligence <laughs> <laughs> just lie about it <laughs> yeah. uh 26 versus 60 okay.
0: It's, I could spend hard my six luck. I was going to say, do you want to spend that six luck to make it a hard success? <laughs> no,
3: it's nine luck, actually. I'm rolling in luck. Okay. Oh, Lord. No, I'm not. I'm not. I keep it normal success.
0: Okay. So with a normal success, it's certainly a man. It's certainly a large, muscled man to be able to carry that weight um, with such ease. Um, if it was anyone in the house that you've possibly seen, there's only two people it could really be. Either Dr. Quinn. Or William? If it's someone you haven't met before, then obviously you've got no idea. Uh,
3: I, look, I, I haven't a clue who it is. Unless it's that weird, willy guy. Like He's not the normal butler. He used to be a, a Benjamin or a Benji that was like the attendant to the house. Um, I don't know. The other weird doctor-professor guy, the big guy. Maybe it's him. Dr. Quinn.
5: Well, this this William chap, he was rather, um, rather vulgar at times, I think i think so perhaps i don't know this feels very strange to me i am not i'll be honest with you jackie i i'm not too happy with being out in these conditions looking for a man in the dark who may or may not be armed perhaps we should think about heading back
3: i mean we could but the other thing is he it looks like he's killed someone um and it came from the house like is this some sort of ruse to get us all here my brother's missing there's another dead body after turning up. That could be my brother. He might not even be dead. I've got to like, chase after my brother,
5: eventually. So you you want to follow this chap?
3: Well, yeah. Why else are we ankle deep
5: in a brook? <laughs> do you know? Sometimes I find myself asking this question, and <laughs> I can never come out with a good answer. Like, what? What are we doing? Do, do you know what? We okay. Very well, old boy. Um, let's carry on following him because uh, if we will dally too long, then he'll be gone. So come along, then. Let's go. Yeah, I guess we're going to try and move double time
3: to catch him, Joe.
0: Okay, so I'm going to need you to make some dex rolls if you'd like to move at double time. Oh, (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, why'd I say it?
3: (laughs) Sorry, I got 90 luck to spend. Do you want to go first, Sam? Yeah, I was just trying to figure out my dexes. I got
5: Mm -hmm. 50. So versus 50, I rolled a 30, no 83.
3: (laughs) (laughs) God, re-read my last roll.
5: Nope, not (laughs) at all. Uh, I'm an old man, so I'm looking for a 30. Oh my oh God!
1: God. Oh, 73. Oh. Did you break a leg? No.
0: Also his age. <laughs> Goodness, my hip. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as you're as you're having this conversation, and it's get, I guess maybe you get a bit carried away with it. You're not looking in front of you, and you both. In fact, maybe like uh, Richmond Green, you fall for you fall forward first, and Jack, you try and catch him and lose your footing as well, and you both fall face flat in the mud, or at least that's what would happen. But as you're falling, Richmond, you're slightly in front. You catch your head of something which shouldn't be there, and the the path is bisected at an angle by what initially seems to be nothing. What you've caught your head on is an invisible plane. And where your head has struck it, ripples spreading out infinitely like a pebble into a pond, uh, spreading out across the forest itself. And just to your left, sort of blocking about half the path, the, this plane or this wall is rippling gently and distorting the the image beyond. My god, do you see that? I, I do, no, sir. Very strange.
5: What the hell is that? Goodness gracious, it's like ripples on a pond. Um, I'm going to reach down and look for some kind of stone or twig or something like that and just try gently tossing it towards it to see uh, what
0: Yeah, surrogate
5: SG. One moment, are we?
3: (laughs) First time to turn on the thing every time.
0: (laughs) So your your stone or your stick strikes it, and again, there's this rippling effect, and it drops the ground as if it's hit a slab of concrete. Um, And I'd like you both to give me some quick spot hidden rolls. And uh, Duncan, you can go first.
5: Okie dokie. Right for a forty-five. 71 no 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 oh. i'm i really freaked <laughs> right out like you're,
2: you're, you're really keeping in that 70 wheelhouse today i yeah.
5: trying to <laughs> emphasize how old my character is The two <laughs> unluckiest
3: players and i've built my character to be a talker without the woods in his own basically oh. 84
4: 84
3: oh.
0: <laughs> versus 40. so when the uh, the plane distorts um, and as the ripples spread across it Um, you notice something moving beyond, um, something large and winged, but the distortion disappears. And again, you're back to looking at, at, at the forest. Although now that you know it's there, you can now see this. It is like a wall and it goes up and up and up and up. And as you're looking at it, you're sure that it's moving closer.
5: say jack
3: i think it's getting close towards us and we've seen this guy go through it was there any change in well we he didn't was, go through it down-
0: he would have yeah. gone up the path so at the this is like to your left and the path sort of curves around to your right so he's still ahead i mean he's he, he's sort of getting out of sight well he's out of sight he's probably getting further ahead um but yeah this wall or whatever it is is to your this bubble maybe it's to your left
3: okay like Look, I don't know what's going on. It is getting closer. Maybe we do go back to the house and just try and figure out what's happened. See what happened to your money. See where my brother's gone. And maybe I'll give you a real project to invest in.
5: On your side, old boy, I'm getting rather worried about what might have happened to your brother. Uh, Some very strange things happening around here. Uh, Yes, let's get back to the house and see if we can find the other chaps. And perhaps we can... uh, perhaps
0: they've found something.
5: Who knows?
3: Yeah, maybe. Maybe the brain trusts have figured it out.
0: So you, you turn around and you start making your way back. Um, maybe a bit slower, maybe a bit quicker. But in front of you, I guess this would be to your right now, there's a ripping sound. And it it jars you like uh, nails on glass or on a blackboard. And the sphere r- tears open. And these claws start trying to make their way through. These chitinous... Brightly colored claws that you can't focus on, they just look wrong. And what could be ahead, it must be ahead, but it's tentacled and insectoid and terrifying and very, very wrong, pushes its way through in front of you, maybe 20 feet ahead. And I need you to make me sanity rolls.
3: Hello, mother.
1: Ooh. <laughs>
3: Yeah, turn first, Ian. <laughs> um, what is my sanity? My sanity is sixty-eight. I rolled a twelve. Nice. I'm down with nice. insects, apparently. So
0: you will yeah. still lose a D four sanity, which I will let you roll. Boy.
3: Okay. On the D four, I rolled a
0: four. Goody. Nice. <laughs> Goody. <laughs> okay, so uh, you you just look, you scream. You cannot stop yourself. This thing is completely inhuman. you've never seen anything like this this should not exist and you turn around and run from it uh richmond green how did you do on that sanity roll let's find out richie boy
5: uh oh i've passed um so i was looking for 66 so under half there
0: nice okay Um, so you still lose that d4
5: still d4 (laughs) okay uh one okay
0: so you you for a second you drop the shotgun that you're carrying um, or you go to, but you manage to catch it. But Parker and Jack Connolly are running away in the direction you were travelling, away from this creature and away from the house, and we're going to switch the camera Cut back speed, over. speed, See <laughs> Professor Green.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Professor
1: Keane. Right?
0: Professor Keane, Professor Green. Oh, yeah. We're playing Cluedo now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you as, uh, as you've made your way upstairs, you have now reached the final floor. Um... Claire or Elizabeth or whatever her name is is keeping a good distance behind you um, and she gestures to the ceiling above you where there is a string which presumably pulls down the attic door
1: okay um, yes 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 I've got it I've got it I grab the string and I, I pull it down seeing if the stairs or like a ladder comes down
0: it does and she looks
1: kind of a bit
0: scared again she says there's something up there something your friend summoned fractal practical being he used to protect whatever it was he was doing there his dark meditations that seemed to be summoning the knowledge needed to get this time machine working you're gonna have to be quiet and you're gonna have to be careful
1: sounds like a very bad idea. I am a lot of things, but I am definitely not quiet. Um,
0: And the stairs come down with a big thud and a bang. (laughs) (laughs) I just
1: wince. I'm just like, "Mm, are you sure you've got the white man for the job? Claire?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I believe there is no one better to help me fix this time machine and help me save yes, Professor yes, yes. Connolly and save can, all I of us.
1: I can fix the time machine or whatever made up nonsense you're talking about. But if you if you think I'm going to go up there and fight some kind of giant battle, whatever it is, then um, I think I'm probably going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. And then, and then you're going to be left with no one who can fix your machine.
0: It's not a giant bed. It's a like a crystal fractal creature from beyond our comprehension of the universe a crystal. you go up go and have a look it won't attack you if you don't get too close i promise you that
1: oh okay, okay. do i believe her
0: <laughs> <laughs> give me that psychology wrong
3: that was just doing a dm in his own voice like that won't hurt you in this encounter i promise
1: oh, <laughs> i've heard uh, 65 against uh, 40.
0: She, no you, you're honestly not sure. Um, the gun is looking very convincing.
1: Um, mm-hmm. I mean, she, so, every, so
0: everything she seems to say is very convincing. To be fair,
1: well, she's an excellent liar. Right, so I decide to, I <laughs> decide to just head on up, and I'm like, you said to be very quiet, right? So if I make a sudden loud noise, it's not going to, um, just attack or whatever, right?
0: I know he's hidden the device in a little chest last time i tried to get it it was fine until i tripped over a candle thing the rubbish up in the attic and it came for me and i dived down he
1: dived down very impressive she Um, touches
0: her cheek again where um you you saw that bruise before
1: Mm. right anyway um i'm gonna i'm gonna just i'm gonna take a quick look claire and i'll see if i can see it and i and i peek up uh over just just my head peeking out into the attic
0: so the attic is almost completely dark however and and it stretches the entire length of the whole house so it's huge so where you are is in the kind of far left hand corner of the house like the far western corner of the house Mm -hmm. and it goes across the entire house so probably like 30 feet away in the middle of the attic is what can only be described as a crystal but it's twisting and turning and revolving about its access in a completely scintillating and maddening way the more you stare at it the more that you realize that nothing about it is is still or stationary it's not like a diamond it's like staring at a mandelbrock pattern where you zoom and zoom and zoom in and the more you zoom in and more details are flown into your eyes and you feel yourself being sucked into it as if it's eating your very soul away and i need to make me a power roll
1: a power roll okay
0: a
3: one weakness weakness w's
1: oh right I've got rolled a 9 against a 60. So this is I'm like it's just a crystal clear. No, <laughs> don't you understand the problem. Just, with.
2: You did with your result
0: there. Oh.
4: you were like oh.
0: So with <laughs> your with your 9 um so what's your power? <laughs> 60. 60. Oh, so this is an extreme success. So you you don't just you're not just unaffected by it and you're not just able to shake away this sort of hypnotic pattern that seems to be drawing you towards it but you are very very aware that this is an intelligence and it exists in another universe as something completely uncomprehendable but as a tiny part of it enters our universe this is how it's being displayed and it is reaching for you and you are able not just to be unaffected by it but you are able at least for now to block its sight of you it now does not know that you are there you are like a chair or uh in fact because it can't even comprehend that you're like nothing you are at least that is the impression that you're given
1: i think i will stick with the chair thing I'll in my own mind i am a chair
0: very comfortable
1: <laughs> I, I am a comfortable chair
0: this so is, right. you are now able to take in the room itself it is hovering above a strange I mean, it could be a pentagram, but it has so many more facets and lines and symbols and maddening patterns to it. It's drawn on, I mean, it can't be blood, but that's what it looks like. And at each of its points, and there are 10 of them, there is a candle, not lit. And there's something in the center of it which looks like it's been knocked over. And I think when you arrived in this house, you got this smell of incense and that smell is really strong in the room now but the the room itself is still lit by this thing and there's loads of boxes and strange things and furniture and things covered in dust cloths and all sorts of odd Mm accoutrement but not too far away from you between you and this creature you notice a chest
1: so because i'm i can sense that it can't see me or or i don't feel threatened by it necessarily in this particular moment i'm going to be talking to claire while i'm walking forward i'm like so claire i don't see the big deal i'm just going to go up now i'm going to go towards the chest right also this thing is so peculiar looking it it's just ridiculous so so <laughs> so do, do you think um you think kenneth um summoned this then did you
0: so she's come up behind you so now that you've sort of started walking to the room she's walked up behind you and she's like he was very protective of this place he told me never to come in because well i just i guess it's because of this thing that he's called here but there it is and you've now reached the chest it's in there Mm-hmm.
1: So I try and open the chest. Is it locked? Or? It's
0: not locked. No, it, it opens with a thud, and you notice that the this diamond um, pattern kind of like jars for a minute, and these like spikes, like when you watch like an audio feed, sort of mm-hmm. jut into the air for a moment, and you see that its spinning rotation has stopped for a moment, and you get this really, really strong impression that it is reaching out its mind towards you. Look, your extreme success seems to be protecting you for now.
1: Yeah. Is there um, a way I could... Um, I'm going to take the thing out of the box, and then I'm going to throw the box over towards Claire, because she's come up to the attic now.
0: Okay. So I check the, the box,
1: and I'm like, okay, okay quick! <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, you, so, in the in the chest is this small device about five inches long with no, this alphanumeric keypad it put this perfect thing for fitting into the suit it's the mm. thing you've been looking for yes um and you want to try and throw this chest towards her
1: no i'm taking the thing the, the thing out and putting it oh, yeah. in my pocket and i'm okay. just going to throw the chest over towards um claire
0: Okay, so the the chest flies towards her. In fact, no, give me a strength roll. Let's see if you can throw this chest.
1: <laughs> I, have a, I have a very impressive strength of 40. I'll have you name um,
3: Strongest person at the university.
1: Ooh. Oh. So I've rolled a 40 on 40. Okay. <laughs> so I have you the are... exact strength required to throw a box. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so
0: you pick up the box and you throw it. And it lands, are you trying to hit Claire or are you just trying to make a sound?
1: I'm just trying to make sound next to Claire.
0: So she, it kind of lands next to her and there's a thud and this um, creature starts um, like floating towards you. And I'm going to need you to make another power roll. And Claire looks like a mask, like almost like, uh, it's almost a really exaggerated mask. She is so terrified. but yeah, I'm going to use a parallel for me. All
1: right, let's see how I do this time. Oh dear. I've oh. <laughs> <against> <laughs> <me>. <laughs>
0: so, this malignant creature, this being, this intelligence latches onto you and starts, rather than heading towards the box sound, it's starting to head towards you. Ooh. And I think we're going to flick the camera over to
2: John Roy. Dear God. <clears throat> uh, he is spooked. Uh, I want to go look in the, the, the room we were in first when we first got here to see if there's anyone in there or if there's any sign of anyone in there. Because I don't know. Where was, where, where was Professor Quinn or Dr. Quinn and uh, Diana going off to?
0: Um, they had gone up to search the, the floors above you for any sign of, well, your your missing friend, Professor Connolly. Then I want to go up and try to find them. Okay. So um, you head up the stairs and you you feel very alone for a second. There is something very odd about this house that feels just like everything's kind of out of kilter, like out of phase with itself. And you kind of step and then you almost see your foot step again on top of your current foot as if you're, it's so hard to describe. And then the phasing stops for a second and you're back and you find yourself at the top of the stairs um, on the second floor, the next floor up. First floor for like UK
2: people. Not yelling, but like, kind of like, win. Wait, Diana, Charles, are can any are any of you up here? Can you hear me? I hear anything? Any, any replies back? Your voice echoes silently across the floor. Can I like see if I is it all is it hardwood around the place or is it carpets or? <laughs>
0: No it's it's all carpeted but it's very um uncared for like it's very patched in certain places and over by the windows at least from where you're standing there's like an evidence of these like circles of black mold where the dampness has got in. Would I be able to see any footprints
2: if I did this spot hidden?
0: Not no not across the carpet no. Okay. <clears throat> uh, if you want keep... to give me a listen roll though that would that would give me if you want to see if you can hear anyone.
2: Yeah, I'll give a listen. Not hmm. great but worth a shot. Ugh, 59 versus I'm almost tempted to just spend luck to succeed <laughs> 59 can I push it can I like no I, it would just be walking down the hallway which I'm going to do anyway I start moving towards the brooms that we were given okay Um, I kinda, I, I'm i going to check each kind of door as I'm going along the hallway see if I can find anything all the time by the way I've got like my flashlight in one hand and the hand that I'm opening the door with I, have, I still have that fire poker in oh yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm so, at least. um so do you think your character would have been
0: to this house before
2: he might have been over before he was quite close with kenneth
0: um so you've got a good idea of um like you've probably maybe been hunting here before so maybe i think kenneth was probably you know he's a fan of those type of things so you've got a rough idea of the the kind of rooms that you're gonna find in here um let me just get the map up. Would I have um, so an
2: idea of where Kenneth would have done his research normally.
0: Um, so you're not entirely sure where he'd he's done his research because I think this was very much his like summer home. So okay. he had a library where he might read and obviously that has been converted into kind of like a workshop. Um, his bedroom is on the, the floor, is actually on this floor. So it's um, where you've come up the staircase. You're kind of facing um, left and right. The door directly on your left would actually be
2: Kenneth's bedroom. I'll go in there. If I don't see anyone else, I'll go in there and check there. Um. Okay. Well, we can do this. So you you enter the
0: room, and you know Kenneth is a untidy man, should we say? <laughs> um. Someone with evidence from both his house, but also like his workshop slash library, where his papers are just like strewn everywhere his bedroom is immaculate his bed is perfectly made there's like a little book on the side that he'd been reading a novel um here there's no sign of any clothes the wardrobe is closed perfectly there's it it almost looks like no one has been living here
2: is it it still the same kind of like is it all moldy and decrepit like the rest of the house
0: yeah, you've not stepped back um, to any other period. There's no um, anything unusual going on. It just feels that this doesn't
2: match Kenneth. Can I go in and, and look through the uh, bedside table, the cupboard, see if I can find anything? Yeah. Okay. So let's have a let's have a luck roll. Mm-mm. Well, all right. Fifty-five isn't bad. It's better than Owen's nine now, or whatever he's on. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong nine. Uh, 35. Success. 35. Okay. So what was that? Is that a normal success? Just a normal success. Not a hard or a not a hard or an um,
0: extreme. extreme, no. Okay. So you're, as you're walking across, your foot um, hits a floorboard and it creaks really strangely as if the floorboard's loose um, and you kind of stumble for a moment and then you move forward and pull open the bedside table. Um, the first drawer. Is empty. You pull the second drawer and laying there is a brand
2: new revolver.
1: Ooh, I take Yancy. it. empty.
2: Is it loaded? It is loaded, yes. Okay, I pocket that. Um you said that it tripped over a floorboard. The floorboard definitely seemed loose as you stepped upon it. Can I go back and check that and see if it lifts up, if there's might be maybe something hidden underneath it?
0: Yeah, so the the floor is actually carpeted, so you can work out where this floorboard is, where it's loose, and you kind of follow it along to the wall where the the carpet meets the wall, and you pull it back, and it's not nailed or tacked down, and the whole carpet comes away um, surprisingly easily, actually, and you notice that... The loose floorboard is able to be released, like there's a a hole underneath.
2: What's in it? I I licked it. I opened it.
0: It's a small red book. And when you start flicking through, you
2: believe it to be Kenneth's diary. All right. Uh, I kind of, I guess I huddle in the corner, out of the way of the room. And I like try to focus the flashlight on the red book. So it's like shining on that, but not giving away too much light. And I start reading it.
0: Okay. Um, Aram, are you able to read the excerpts from
4: Kenneth's diary? I am indeed. May 5th, 1924. Just moved into the old house with Elizabeth. Still have some unpacking to do, but it's great to be back. I hand some wonderful, st- sorry. I, ha- I have some wonderful summers here. I'm expected to start construction of the device with Elizabeth. She's truly brilliant. I love her so much. May 15th. Elizabeth has had some amazing insights into our work. She said that she gets them through a special ritual, a meditation, she calls it. And she persuaded me to do it with her. And now, something has happened. I've seen something. No, I've seen many things. Elizabeth's occult studies, they've given me a new way of thinking. I don't know how to describe it. The beginning, I touched something. A a mind? A being? A concept. No, I don't understand it. She called it yog, soth I I don't even know how to pronounce it. Though that is the only one way of looking at it, I suppose. I need time to think. May 16th. After a good night's sleep, it's clicked. I understand. We were going about it all wrong. I cannot work fast enough. May 30th. I love Lizzie so. We were laughing so hard this afternoon. I'm so lucky to have her. June 9th. Our initial experiments have been an amazing success. I can't express my joy. I think we can do this. June 19th. Lizzie wants me to do the meditation again. She says it would help our work move quicker, but I can't. It just doesn't feel right. Frankly, I'm scared. We're working through so much. We're coming up with solutions, but there's so many problems. I, I just don't feel like I need to do it again. I wonder, how often has she done it? July 29th. Major Breakthrough. We've discovered the best way to temporarily travel is through thought. Today I was able to peer into the past. It it was where the house was being built, which must have been 1830 or so. I, I, I saw workmen. It was so real. I should be able to move through space as well, but it's hard to get my mind around that. Lizzie suggested the meditation again, but I just can't bear the idea... We're making progress. We don't need it. October 5th. Things are moving slowly, but steadily. November 12th. We've had an unexpected visitor. Lizzie's brother, David, has come to stay. She's never mentioned him before. He's very charming, but a little strange. I guess Lizzie is too, in her own way. November 15th. David is going to be with us for a while. I don't like it. Our work could be quite dangerous, and I don't want him getting hurt. But David seems to have no interest in what we're doing, and Lizzie says he prefers to keep his head in books. He doesn't strike me as the bookworm type. As big and fit as he is, but who am I to judge? I'm sure we'll be fine. January 3rd. 1925 overheard a hushed argument between lizzie and david i don't know what it was about but they seem to be trying to keep it from me january 23rd fighting it. Oh, can
0: again. i can i stop you there gadget. because at that moment john roy as you look up you hear a voice and it's the voice of william and he says why john roy what have you found there? And you spin around, and William, huge, muscled, menacing, is standing in the door, holding a lantern in one hand, and what looks like a large piece of metal in the other. Could it be? Uh, <clears throat> we're gonna smooth the camera over. Too. <laughs> Jack Connolly and Richmond Green. Uh, Jack Connolly, you are running full out, panicked through the forest. You turn a corner and the forest bursts into a clearing. Your heart is hammering in front of you, just as you see... Could it be William? That's what it looks like. And he seems to be putting the final... I guess shovel of earth upon a large hole he looks up with shock as he sees you before fading away into nothingness infinite fractals these tiny pieces that just disappear into the ether around him richmond green you approach the clearing from behind maybe a bit slower and more controlled parker just behind you
3: I'm going to run forward to where I saw the scene kind of. so it's happened to me once I'm a bit more kind of maybe not okay with it but less taken aback by it and realise there's something happening here so I'm going to take the hatch that I have and like slam the blade into the ground and like then grab it and try and peel back the ground and dig in the spot where I saw the grave fade away or the hole fade away
0: so the earth is really really loose and it's just coming away from me really really easily um, this has been recently covered up, and you just dig, and you dig, and the, the wet soil gets caught in your hands, it's covering your clothes, you kind of wipe your forehead. Um, Richmond Green, what are you doing as Jack Connolly is digging away at this? I'm getting a magic item. <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: well, Richmond's kind of walking towards Jack because he figures safety numbers, but at the same time he keeps on looking back, and he's got a shotgun at the ready, see if this thing is following Give
0: um, me a spot in roll
5: Okay uh, Right Okay, 45 is what I'm looking for 52, no, it's a fail
0: Nice <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if Parker can do any better Come on, Parker. 49, I give that as a pass for Parker. So Parker kind of points, <laughs> terrified, not not down the, the part, direction the path that you're, um, where you've run up from, but to the north, kind of the edge of the clearing, the direction you have been running from. And when you see what he's pointing at, again, you feel this shock for a moment because that plane, that strange bubble is entering the clearing, and you're sure it's moving towards you now.
4: My
5: God, Jack! That that weird water, whatever it is, is coming closer. What are you doing there?
3: I I, I don't I don't care about that goddamn wall. There's something here. I saw something. There's something here. I just know is it, is it? I feel it. What is it?
0: Come on, hurry! And as you say that, your hand <laughs> pulls back a, a clump of earth and you see in the soil a hand, or at least a partially submerged hand, the five fingers or four fingers and a thumb pointing upwards and your hand touches against it. And for a moment, you kind of are holding this, this corpse and you feel absolute terror. I need going to give me a sanity roll.
3: Boy. boy this man is going to be very insane very soon
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh versus 64.
1: but you've got nine luck to fall back on your fine. Oh, yeah you're fine yeah oh, one! i wrote one. Oh, oh. Can
3: I one can i get sandy back i liked it buddies no 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 you don't get sandy
0: back but you definitely feel um you, you you clench your teeth like would your character have maybe fought in the great war like i mean that that was only what seven Oh hell no ago? i'm an
3: artist but like i don't know <laughs> I, I moonlit in a mort uh a mortuary, there you go. For for cash oh, and college.
0: <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. So you, you you can completely detach yourself from this. Um and you now know there is at least one body buried beneath you, uh mere inches away. Is
3: Is there any ring or anything on it, like um or anything any anything to recognize it by?
0: So you you scrape a bit more of the soil away and yes. There's not only a ring, but it's the same ring that you wear, or the matching ring that you wear on your finger, the family crest of the Connolly family. You are certain this is your brother. Cool. And
3: nice. okay. And I saw Willie bury them. Okay. Uh on that note, um Gonna turn to Richie and Parker. He killed him. He killed my brother. That goddamn Willie character. He's buried him. Look, he's here. What are you sure? Is that Kenneth? I mean, yes. It's my goddamn brother in the ground, dead. It's kind of disrespectful to ask that question. But, but how do you know? That's just his hand. I mean, he's got a matching ring and I'm going to hold my left hand up to his hand and show the family symbol.
5: To the fox. Um... We'll go to Fox. Why not? <laughs> Uh, Richard uh, takes a look at this ring, sees the matching ring, and he's getting a little bit freaked out by what's going on. So he he wants to make sure. Um, so he's going to say to Jack, Jack, you keep an eye on the on the trees over there and make sure no, no foul creatures come after us. And uh, when Jack's looking away, he's going to try moving some earth towards where he thinks the face is.
0: Okay, so you start maybe hesitantly at first or confident? How, how would you do it? Are you going to do it very... Well, tell me. <laughs> um,
5: So, uh, Richmond's probably not seen dead people before. He will have in- been involved in the Great War, but certainly not on the front lines. <laughs> 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 so it's always been kind of like an abstract thing. Um, not that he didn't care or anything like that, but, uh, you know, it's just a different uh, class, I guess. So he's a little bit... He thinks he's going to be fine. <laughs> when he starts looking to see a corpse <laughs> okay. So whether he will or not we'll find out
0: you scoop the last handful of soil away and the face begins to emerge first a uh, ice white nose followed by the cheeks and then the sunken eyes and as you scrape the dirt and water away from the face you are faced with your business partner cold dead and rotting this is indeed Professor Connolly. And I'm going to need that sanity well. <laughs> okay.
5: 65 now. I'm losing points fast. Man, if he was like 20 years younger that would have been a great moment to him to totally come. Uh, 24.
0: Ooh. Mm. Ooh. I think I think this is probably still worth a D4 though. Okay. Ah
5: as expected. Not bothering me. Uh, Three. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, He's going to uh, stiff up a lip um, and sort of put sort of a bit mud back over the face so that Jack's not going to see this. And uh, he's going to wipe me. the sheet and sort of, like, shaking a little bit and stuff. But he's going to be putting a stiff upper lip out there. You know, he's, he's English, after all. My God, man. He can't lose face here.
4: My God, so, man. <laughs>
5: um, <laughs> he's going... So, yeah, as you say, his face was rotting. Um, so a bit of a stretch. But having been out hunting animals or, and things like that... Um, could I tell if he's been recently killed or not?
0: Um, give me, oh, like, I, you can be a hard first aid. If you've got anything like a hunting skill, um, like survival, or if you've got a medicine skill, uh, otherwise, it's going to be a bit of a ballpark. Uh, Okie okay,
5: dokie. Okay. I've got, uh, I've got natural world. Natural, natural world uh, would definitely
0: uh, do it. Yeah, that would be perfect.
5: Yeah. Okay, I'll go with that then. Something
0: for a forty. Uh, that is one. Whoa. Wow. Okay. One. Like oh we're my amazing. God. Oh <laughs> ridiculous. The, only, you know ones, the I... only
3: ones who get one out on are the ones like yeah, he's rotten. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're not insane. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't do normal rolls, do I? It's just <laughs> extreme. <do> I, like, <laughs> everybody drink again. We've got another crit success.
0: Okay. So, yeah. So you would say um so, your first thought is this must be a really old, um, they must have been dead for a while. But then you think, actually, the weather around, like, you know, they've been buried in rotting soil, it's been wet, it's not nice out here. You would say a minimum of a week, possibly longer. And then you think for a moment, hang on, it's currently April 3rd, and you received a te- telegram, supposedly from Kenneth Connolly, on March 30th. And he's been dead at least a week probably longer this can't be right and as you have that thought parker goes sir sir and he's pointing in the direction of the wall which is now visibly moving towards you and from behind it you can see these shimmering shadows these creatures t- trying to tear their way in so much for listening we really hope you've enjoyed our show if you'd like to hear more of what we do you can find more call of cthulhu and our DD campaigns which are curse of stride and the brand new rhyme of the frost maiden um, on itunes spotify and pretty much wherever you can find podcasts if you do enjoy what we do please do drop us a rating or a five-star review that's absolutely fantastic we love reading them Next week we will be releasing more code and more rhyme with the Frost Maiden, and hopefully some more two-headed serpent very soon. But if you can't wait that long, um, you can find all the next episodes and much much more on Patreon.com forward slash Howie Raw Podcast for about five dollars a month, which is, I guess, the price of a coffee you get early access to everything we release and you get some patreon only content including some patreon only call of cthulhu settings and patreon only cult games um and they've been really really popular i think the space between is 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 being sort of lauded as our best ever call of cthulhu thing and it is only on patreon um patreon is the main thing that keeps us going it pays all our bills and and really sort of pays for us to put all the effort in to do these these shows so please do head over there if you've got any spare change thank you to everyone who supports us and has been supporting us and thank you to our new supporters so thank you so much brad thank you jacob carlisle thank you nathan hughes thank you me myself and ariel i love that name and thank you tobias josephson i hope i've pronounced that right um as always I want to say a big thank you to battle Bards, um who have provided much of the sound effects of music you've heard in the show so please do check them out at BattleBards.com. and if you are enjoying our rhyme and the frost maiden campaign or if you've enjoyed listening to cult please do head over to our new youtube channel where you can find Um, All of that recorded, all the VODs that we did, and also please do check out our new Twitch channel, it's twitch.tv forward slash doesitroll, where we stream every Sunday at 8pm British time, which I believe is 3pm EDT and... um midday central i don't know that i'm not very good on american times but yeah please do check that out um we have a special guest every week and we are attempting to tell like a dnd story in two hours and um, we've got 10 sessions and over those 10 sessions gonna gonna build up the story into this huge finale which will be in november um so if you like what we do please do check that out um again thank you so much for listening particularly me rambling on at god knows what time it is now and uh hopefully see you soon take care